Thanks for joining us this week as I bring Jill Lebowski to the conversation. If you are a woman beyond 40 and looking how to keep your mojo in midlife, Jill is the woman who has the answers for you. She's taken her career of a myriad of experience from healthy eating, healthy movement, and now essential oil solutions to lift our emotions and enhance our well-being. And she's got all of this available through her two books, her thriving Facebook community, Midlife Mojo. And we're going to hash it all out in today's conversation. We're so glad you've joined us. Enjoy. Hey there, friends. Are you looking for tools to resolve stress, reliable information to support your whole health, tips to help you motivate yourself and identify when motivation is fading before it happens, implementation, accountability, and someone to remind you to celebrate even the small successes where you could find tools you can use and accountability in a community that cheers you on where information about health trends and lifestyle is reliable and straightforward. I know that you have what it takes to up-level your health habits and restore your resilience. You just might need a boost to start building momentum. I've designed a membership where you can choose the level of support you'd like to get every month, whether it's tuning in to connect with like-minded change makers or getting personalized support with one-on-one coaching to help you chart your path to success. Check out the link for the Velocity membership at happifiedlife.com. Special pre-launch pricing is now available for premium support, but you can jump in for free if you just want to test the waters. I look forward to seeing you inside. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I'm so happy to have you with me this week as we bring the conversation to issues that matter to women of a certain age. (laughs) Now that I'm in this space, I'm so happy to be aligned with powerful coaches and women mentors like Jill Lebowski. Her focused mission in life is to be the champion for midlife women, helping them to look and feel their best during their midlife years. As the Midlife Mojo Master Coach, Jill has helped over thousands of women, over 40, gain control of their physical, emotional, sexual, hormonal, and spiritual well-being. Her clients and community have seen the results of happier marriages, increased self-confidence, stronger, fitter bodies, and more purpose-filled lives. She's the Amazon best-selling author of two books, No Sweat, It's Just Menopause, Eating, Exercise, and Essential Oils for a Healthy Change and Melt the Midlife Middle, a beginner's guide for women to the intermittent fasting and essential oils lifestyle. There are so many different things we could talk about through the course of today. I'm so excited, Jill, to have you with me. Thanks for making time. Thank you. It's always so interesting when somebody's reading you know, all about you. You're like, oh yeah, I do all of that great stuff. And I know your whole thing is about you know, having, I'm so happy to be here and on the specific podcast. And it was just, just even listening to you read that. It's amazing when you get to you know, be hear yourself back, how it makes you feel good and it fills you up as well. So thank you for that. 
well, welcome. Um, I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. And you know, that's something that I'm recognizing too, is we don't give ourselves time, space, or permission to pause and recognize everything that we have under our belt, do we? <laughs> we definitely don't. I think we just plow through life and you know, we're more apt to see the things that we didn't do than the things that we do. So when somebody sits there and just lists it for you, you're like, oh, yes, look what I did. You know, look what I do. So, you know, excellent. So I, I appreciate all of that. You know, it's just, just makes me fill my cup a little today just to hear it back. So thank you. Excellent. Beautiful. Well, and it is, it's a little bit turnabout's fair play, right? Because you have this incredible community through your Facebook group where anybody can come in and start to reap the reward of some of your experience and insights. And you have the programs that you offer as well to offer support. So how did you get to this space with all of these tools in your toolkit and bringing all of this to the table to help us out? Well, I won't bore you with all of the long details. We'll give you the short version, but I always joke that like I'm a Jill of all trades. And so I, I believe that, you know, I've done a lot of things in my world and I will kind of quickly go through that. But what I found is that when you have a lot of things, they all build on each other, right? And so you learn something from each thing. So I started out kind of as a Weight Watchers instructor. And then that kind of, you know, got me interested sort of in just for the first time being in front of a crowd of people and like speaking and teaching and them listening and having results and transformations. I was like, oh, I'm hooked, you know, like this is for me. And it's not for everybody to get up in front of a room, but I knew that was how I was going to make a difference. And so from there, it's just evolved. I became a Pilates instructor. I had my own Pilates studio. I became a certified health coach as well as a, uh, specifically, I got a specialty certification to work with women over 40. I've been working, teaching hundreds and hundreds of essential oils classes since like 2014. So everything I've done, just kind of wherever my passion is or whatever is exciting me in that moment or whatever need I feel I need to serve for my clients that I'm not at that moment, you know, that's what kind of leads my path to to where I am. And it's kept me happy all the time because I'm always, I'm always doing what I love, even though it always looks different maybe every couple of years. So, Well, I, I think that we do have that in common. I've done a lot of different things and I like to think it's kind of led me in a concentric circle to be where I should be right now, but also to be able to draw from so many different experiences. And that's why I, like, I love that analogy of having these different tools in your toolkit, you know, so you've always got what you need or what other someone else might be looking for at that point in time. Yeah, you know, and like what you said about the tools in your toolbox, so like you collect ones from different things, right? So there, right now I've, got, you know, like you said, I've got programs, I've got my books, but a lot of that, you know, some of it was taken from the things that I learned through my Weight Watchers years, some from my Pilates experience, some, you know, and it all kind of builds. And, you know, right now I'm teaching about intermittent fasting specifically yet I've incorporated my essential oils into it. So, you know, I think that I love that image you meant of the circle. You're right. It's, I always, to me, I always kept thinking I was going like this, you know, like this was where I started out. But I like that concept of circle because you're right. We always go back and we draw back and we pull from what we know to bring us into the present. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, just thinking about the different ways in which your varied experience from the way that the food that we eat supports us to the way that we move our bodies, and then the way that we need to find more energy as all of this shifts. I mean, things change, you know, after 40. <laughs> <laughs> like it or not. <laughs> and I do think that at this point in time, I have better habits you know, and I'm leading a more active and healthier lifestyle now than I did when I was younger. So I feel like I'm ahead of the curve. And 
there's different things that pop up. So what are some of the things that you see that the women who connect with you are, are trying to sort out or resolve? I think what I'm noticing, the big one, and it has nothing to do with food or eating or all that. It's really like community. I think there's a lot of us out there who are a little lonely, feeling a little maybe like the word I hear a lot is invisible. We've got kids who have left, gone off to school. Our lives are a little bit different. And so maybe we've retired or whatever. It's just the daily life doesn't look or feel the same. And so it's, you know, necessarily I find that people who, who stick with me, they find that community that they like. We're all what? And then we're just like, it's like a friendly, like that friendly face. But what they're specifically looking from me beyond like, you know, a place to land and be supported and loved on is really they're looking for me. Um, my big thing is right now is dealing with women's issues over 40. So it is the things like the hot flashes. It is the things like specifically their libido is a big one for women who come to me. And then of course, weight, that's always, you know, and just, and when I say weight, it's physical and emotional weight. The big thing, even I, I always tell people, if I never had to teach another woman how to lose weight again, my job would be done because I know that I would have shifted them up here, right? If the world shifts up here, all this falls off easily, or you're comfortable with whatever you're wearing, whatever this body looks like. So, you know, although my programs, these women come to me for weight loss, right? I want to learn how to lose weight. I need to do this. I need to learn intermittent fasting. I need these healthy habits. And I teach them those things. But all of that is interwoven. And at the very base and foundation is these emotional and these mental changes, which I bring in with my oils or self-care, you know, practices, of a lot of the things that you teach, you know, as well, all that kind of stuff. I think really women come for specific things, but they need a lot other, they need other things than what they're asking me for. And a lot of times I don't think you know what you need, right? I can just see the extra weight on my body. So that's what I need. But I didn't realize that I needed what got me to having that extra weight or what's holding me back from losing that, right? That's what you need. And so I really do try in my, my approach to women is, you know, very holistic and just very whole body. And wherever the areas that aren't my expertise, I bring in people like yourself or people where I find these resources that can, you know, bring to my tribe what they need so they can, my business is midlife mojo, right? And so that's all areas of your life. And some, you know, personal style, I always joke around, that ain't my thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so if there are some women who are looking for that piece of it for their confidence, we'll bring that in. So things like that. Yeah, and I really, there's a lot that I really appreciate about what you're saying right there. Um, but when you talk about what we see, that point of pain that finally drives us to take action to shift something versus what's really going on. And I used to work with people helping them declutter and downsize. And I've collaborated with another person who really specializes just in that area. And her whole approach is helping people recognize that when they make space inside, when they clear the mental clutter, they drop some of that emotional baggage and work through trauma, their outer space resolves itself. That clutter situation takes care of itself. And so that emotional weight that we carry around inside that manifests then as be that whatever, the relationship that we have with food or simply being able to move easily or be happy with our bodies. It's, it's fascinating how those things are related. So the brain, the body, I just, it, all of it, the spirit, all, it just is amazing how we, we really are, you know, whole beings. And when we just look at ourselves as my arm, you know, is flabby or my, you know, you're looking at parts of you, but that isn't. And, and I love the title of your podcast. I just, 
you know, because that's, that, that is the truth, you know, joy is what we're all looking for. And joy is drives, I believe joy drives everything that we do. Finding happiness, it drives everything that we do. And however you get there and whatever it looks like and whoever helps you there is different. But that's, I think for humans, that's the core, you know, of all of us. We want to be happy. Yes. And one of the things that I recently read or reread from one of my mentors, Sean Aker, that stands out is happiness is a work ethic. And so I think we don't tend to give ourselves permission to pursue happiness or joy. It seems like other things are more important. I have to be working on doing well in my work or, you know, making my family healthy and happy. And, and yeah, permission to make that a priority in whatever way that we feel nourished and restored. So I'm glad you're doing what you do and we've got great collaborators to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and it's so I just had uh, this past month, I turned 51 and, you know, I don't know, I was having my little crises of the, of the, of the month, you know, and I've tuned out, but it, it was this whole thing of what's really making me happy, like in my life, in my business, I wasn't feeling it at all. I'm the mojo girl and I wears like, where's my mojo? Like, how can, I show up and be who I want to be when I'm not living like completely the way that I want to be or there's little things. And so I think it is giving, but right, it's, do I continue this face? Do I continue telling everybody that I've got my mojo and life is great? Or do I step back and get my mojo and find it so that I can show up? And that's what I've really done this past month. This is like one of the first like outings of Jill for the most part in, in about three, four weeks. I literally told my husband, I said, we had just gotten back for about four or five days and, you know, away. And, but even that was filled with a lot of drama and stuff that I came back to. And I just said, I need to physically go somewhere where nobody and pick up and go. Like I had, and we did. And for a week, we went to a lake by the woods. And, you know, my daughter remote schooled. I just read my book by the lake every day and did the dogs. And, and it's amazing when you give your, you know, I never give myself time. I never do that. Right. And so as women, especially women of a certain age, most of us have never, we're too busy with kids and making everybody else happy. And, and to sit and do just you is hard. And I was glad I had, I said to Jose, I was glad I had a week because it took me about three days to not feel that need to open up my computer every single morning and see what was going on and respond. And so, yeah, anyways, I didn't mean to go off on that, but I, I feel like I just want people to know that even the happiest of people need to rejuvenate themselves, need to spark some of their mojo back into them at times. We need that self-care and we need to take that. And I, that, you know, that word permission is so important for, for women over 40 because we don't do it enough. Exactly. And no, I, I think that's exactly the line that the conversation needs to go down next because I've been feeling that I've been seeing that in other people. And in the conversations that I've been having about stress, we've been driving through this last year. You know, we're getting to that point at which we've been working in response mode and we're running on fumes. And I see so many people reaching that point right now where the gig is up. We just need to take time to give ourselves some space and to look for what restores us. And, you know, self-care, now that it's become a big marketing term, people are starting to think it's not as relevant or it doesn't serve them. But self-care is whatever nourishes and restores you. So giving yourself that opportunity to take a fresh look, see what else you can add to that to bring into this is so, so important because we really do need to nourish ourselves right now. We're really depleted, I feel at this point. Yeah. You know, without a doubt. And then you add to it, you know, in the midlife woman, right? So, and again, I'm bringing it back to my own experience, but I think it's the experience of so many, right? I've got 
So I've got a 16-year-old at home. She's stressed about getting into college. I've got my college son on his way home as we speak. And at the same time, I've got both of my parents, both one calling me, can you help me with my insurance? The other one calling, I don't know how to send a fax. Like we're literally the sandwiched generation, right? We, the women of the right now of the generation X, right, us right now, we have older parents that need us, that we're taking care of. And we've still got families at home. Some of us have careers that we're literally getting up every morning and going. I mean, I always feel, thank the Lord that I work from home and I have the flexibility. I do not, kudos to all those women who get up and they're at a job from eight to five every day and do what else and do all the things I do on top of it. I don't know how you do it, Wonder Woman, but you do. So I think that that finding, and again, I, I agree with you about that self-care. I think that people diminish what that really means, right? But self-care, like self, like self, like if you aren't healthy physically, you cannot be there for other people. If I do not take care of myself and I cannot jump from here and, and do all the things I want to do for my mom, my dad, my, my kids, my husband, my mother, I can't do, my friends can't be all of that if you're not starting with the source. Yes, exactly. Just like you've probably heard too many times, we're going to say it one more time. You have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anyone else. <laughs> it, it, it is the truth. And that, that should be oxygen you want, right? That should be like, that should be like things that you're, that, that oxygen should be things that literally, like I said, fill you up that you can, that you do because, and I think women of this age, we've got the hormonal stuff going on that's messing with our minds as well. All right. There's some memory stuff that's going on, focus stuff, mood stuff, big time going on. And so sometimes if we start to believe all of the baloney that our brain has been telling us and not recognize that it's actually some physical stuff going on in there that's making us think those thoughts or have those feelings and not necessarily the reality of what's in front of us. That can, I think, play with on this, this age group of women as well in terms of their happiness and not recognizing that maybe if they found a way to balance their hormones, that all of those other things would go away. You know, there's a lot of studies on this, but women of our age, we go to the doctor and a lot of times we go there, we're, we're anxious in this age group, we're depressed, we're feeling lonely, all of these things. And so they prescribe us medicine right away on antidepressants, on anti-anxieties medicines and things like that and never get to really what the problem is. And maybe number one, it was hormonal, or maybe there were some other things. But the problem with all those medications is that a lot of them lead to weight gain. A lot of them lead to low libido. A lot of them lead to the problems that are already there, right? And so now where's that, that happy balance? And so that's where I try to help with women is figure out, let's, if we can get our you know, hormonal balance there, you know, we can get our eating under control. We can do all of those things. Let's just see what happens to the rest of us. If we can, if we can get our, the core of our body working, you know, the functioning at its optimal, I, like you said, everything else should resolve itself. Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, we tend to think stress makes us feel certain ways. We're more irritable. It starts to show up in our relationships with the ones that are closest to us, unfortunately. We feel more depressed, more anxious, especially now that things are shifting and people are going back to work. I'm hearing about anxiety really starting to spike again in and of itself. And so I'm glad that you're pointing out that a lot of these can arise not only from stress, but also from things that we can be addressing when we support our bodies. Because this hormonal change that we go through as we hit into our 40s and keep on trucking through. So it isn't just us. It isn't just a head issue. There are other ways. So 
So you mentioned, you know, having, I think some of the brain fog and anxiety and then the libido issues too. Do you see other things or is that kind of the core complaints that you're hearing from women as we start? To- those are the big ones, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously there's the hot flashes and the night sweats, those kind of things. But I think that when I did a poll at one point in my group, because I was, you know, thinking about what book I wanted to write, I was writing, you know, and so forth. And like, what are the issues that you have going on? And overwhelmingly weight was like everything. It was it's women, I guess, I don't know, but everything with when it's sad to me, but it was amazing. Everything else in my life would get better if my weight, everything in my life, that's a lot of stock in the weight you've put there, right? You know, and, and you're, you know, and what if that doesn't ever change? Does that mean that none of this can ever get happy? So, yeah, but I would say that those, I would say are, are the biggest things are that, that, that just, I think a lot of women there are just feeling a little bit lost in their body and lost in their place in life lost, you know, and then here's like the flip side of it. Cause you know, I myself am happily married for many, many years and so forth. So I don't always think of this aspect of it, but the truth is, is that this, our age groups, so there's something called gray divorce and it's the, you know, w- women over 50, it's like actually the highest climbing um, rate of divorce is the older population, not the younger population. So you've got a lot of women out there who are now now equipped maybe to, you know, they, they've relied on their husband maybe financially or to do the, all these, they've just got all these new things they're doing, relationships, all this other stuff. Well, all of this other things are going on their hormonal. So I think there's a lot of, so many things I said that different women bring to it, but I think at the core, it's just this feeling of who am I, where am I going? And I truly believe that this is the time to, you know, this is like the act two people call it or whatever you want to call it, act three, whatever you want to call it. But this is the time in our life that we finally do have to focus on us and figure out who we want to be when we grow up, right? And how we want the rest of our lives to be. People live to 100 these days. I mean, at 51, I always think of Jimmy Carter. And what is he like in his 90s? It was like, he was like, he was president like less time. I don't know, but he's been like not president longer than he was like all those years. It's crazy to me. Like, you know, it's amazing how you can have a whole other life. I mean, since he's been president, he's had another 50 years of life. Like, you know, that's just crazy to me. So I love that for all of us. I think that if we can learn to take care of ourselves physically and emotionally, we can live these big, long, healthy, happy lives, you know, clear-minded, able-bodied and enjoying life. Yes. I love that too. I think that, you know, there tends to be this um, stigma or dread about thinking about what what is that going to look like when I'm older? I mean, I was working with clients in their 80s and 90s, and a lot of people don't like to think about aging. But if we're doing it right, we're all going to get there. <laughs> so why not design the one, you know, a lifestyle at that point that we're really going to love stepping into? I've always said that, that there's two kinds of old people in this world. And so you, you get the choice to decide which one you want to be. You know, I've worked with both. So as my early career prior to getting into wellness side of things. I have my master's in speech language pathology. I worked as a speech therapist in nursing homes with people where there were strokes and, you know, falls and all these things. And I always say, looking back now, like they were in their fifties, they were in their sixties. These were not old people. I was in my twenties, so they seemed it, but looking back now, they weren't. And so I, you can be in your fifties and sixties and be in a nursing, right. And already be heading or heading that direction in life or not being, or you can be the kind that so many of my clients are like my client Lois, who I just, I always say, I want to be low, like Lois when I grow up because Lois is 78 years old and she can hardly wait for, she got her vaccination so she can get out there traveling the world again, you know? So you get to decide, you know, but what you do now matters 
for what you do now, both, like you said, with your stress levels that are going to affect your health in a huge way. And they're also going to affect your physical body as well. Yes. And um, since I know that you love working with essential oils and we're talking about emotions, what are some ways or tips or favorites that you have to help promote emotional balance in using these? Because I love natural solutions like this. Yeah, that is what I'm all about is the natural. So I always said there's our time and place for medicine, but always start the natural way first. And so I always go to my oils and they have, that's probably been the biggest reason why I use them is for the emotional support, for the empowerment support. So when you inhale an oil, it literally goes directly from your nose, directly to the back of your brain, which is your limbic system, your emotional center. And so within 30 seconds, you can affect an emotional change. So if you feel yourself kind of going down that mental rabbit hole, you can grab an essential oil like, so oils, then there's been scientific studies on these as well. You can look up, but you know, on citrus oils, you know, my favorite is orange. I have it by my bed. I was actually just ordered some more because I couldn't find it. We went on vacation. I'm like, did I leave it somewhere? Because I can't find it. I was in panic because it literally, I just wake up and it smells like a you know barrel full of fresh oranges, but it's also known to have a calming effect, but also an uplifting focused mood effect. And so citrus oils like lemon, like that does the same, lime, the same like that. But also your floral oils are wonderful for uplifting your mood. A big favorite of mine, one I wear as a perfume a lot is ylang ylang, jasmine. Oh, I love those. Those just, they smell so good. And you can wear like right now I'm wearing, so an easy way you can just have it. This is like a lot, this is a diffuser bracelet. So really pretty, my little chakra beads there. But on this side is other lava beads, which means they're a porous substance. And so any porous substance can be a diffuser. So I have necklaces that maybe have unfinished pottery, wood, things like that. And you can just take a drop of an oil and put it on there and then have it with you all day. And then when you feel the need. So right before I got on here, I, I always have to put on some of my you know, confidence, be brave, you know, kind of, you know, motive oils so I can just smell. But, you know, when you have it on your body like that all day with you, it can be a way to affect change, you know, up there. Yep. There it is. This is my diffuser. So there's all different kinds of cold air diffusers and you can have that going. And I love to have it going throughout the day. And listen, the second I wake up to the second I go to bed and that just changes whatever oils are in there. So towards the nighttime, I may use oils more like I have a stress away oil blend that's lime and lavender. Lavender is a wonderful oil for relaxing, for calming your mind at the end of the day. Um, so there's just, so that's just one way you can use them in the diffuser. You can inhale them in this way. You can wear them like perfume, put them on behind your ears. Or if you know anything about reflexology, all the points of your feet, as well as your ears actually, correlate to parts of your body. So you can just put the oils um, on there. I also talk about ingesting your oil. So you have to make sure that they're oils that are safe for ingestion. And so when we're talking oils in general, everybody make sure you read your labels and do your due diligence in that way. But the oils that I use, you can ingest. And so I love to use them even for that way for energy. You know, a little drop of peppermint in my water gets me going like, you know, you know, in terms of just even my intermittent fasting that can help you with, so you have like an oil like peppermint and I can put a drop in my water and it can cool my hot flashes. It can energize my mind and my body. And it can also keep my appetite at bay, you know, while I'm fasting. One little oil can do all three of those. And then if I ate too much, it can also help my digestion right? So this is what I love. You know, there's not, there's one oil that does lots of things and lots of oils that do the same thing. And it's just my whole thing, whatever I'm teaching, whether it's eating, whether it's oils, whether it's exercise, the only thing that you can do, or the best thing I should say that you can do is to listen to your body. 
Jill is not in your body. I don't know what's, what's working best for you. I don't know what's going on for you. Only you know what's going on for you. And so by really gaining the skills to learn how to tune into your body, that's like the most precious gift you can give yourself because it affects in so many different ways when you are saying, oh, like something's going on. I know, like for myself, I know when I'm starting to feel like my back bothered me a little bit. Well, I start to think what's stressful going on in my life? Because that's exact. I know exactly where I carry it, right? And I can then address the stress, right? As well as that. So with my oils in both ways. Um, so yeah, I, I think oils are just a very inexpensive, quick, easy way to affect change, both physically and emotionally. Women of, you know, for anybody, but specifically women of, um, you know, 40 and over. And there are oils that specifically address the hormonal balance as well. So, yeah, they're incredible. I mean, nature's pharmacy is really extraordinary and getting intentional, you know, like learning how to recognize what it is your body's looking for or how you can support your body. Because I do feel that we get so much input. The stress tends to be high. We're juggling a lot because I definitely agree with you. We're in that sandwich generation spot right now as kids are getting out of the house, starting their lives, you know, trying to stretch their wings, but still needing help. And parents are starting to need some more help and not really happy with that situation. So that's a difficult line to walk, right? So with amidst all of that, you know, learning how to quiet, to find some space, to tune in, to meditate, whatever it takes, journaling and recognize where we are, what we'd like more of, and then creating some intention about, okay, how can I call this in? How can I ease my digestion or cut the cravings after dinner so I'm not having a snack that's going to disrupt my sleep and have me up at 3 a.m. when the sugar falls off, right? It's all connected. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So I love that because I do think it's really empowering to have these opportunities available. And I appreciate your saying too, like it does require some due diligence working with someone who's really familiar with the oils, who's going to remind you to dilute them if you're going to use them on the skin or pay attention to how you're ingesting them. Because some people are just willy nilly saying, do this, do that with oils. And they're very, very concentrated. I mean, inhaling them is literally very therapeutic all in of itself. So if you're going to use it topically or to ingest them, yes, you know, pay attention to um, some safety guidelines. <laughs> exactly. Well, and just, I'll just give one like more comment on that note. So the biggest thing to pay attention to is, with, especially for women are 40, right? We've got all this hormonal balance going on. Well, the toxins in our environment, in our products that we use add to that hormonal imbalance. So whatever we can do to get the toxins out of our lives, you know, can help us in that way. But if we're using essential oils that have been adulterated with things because we bought them over at Marshall's or Walmart or things, you know, so we can get them for $4, you know, like things like that. When we, when we, when we don't know the source of where that, you know, essential oil comes from, you don't know what's been done to it. So we have good intentions. If somebody is going to Walmart or Marshall's and they're picking up essential oils off it, I, I give them kudos, right? They're thinking, I want something more natural, but they don't have the education behind it to realize that that's not the oil they want because what's been done to that is no better than, you know, spraying on, you know, or using, you know, an air freshener, the Febreze or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's no different than that. So knowing, you know, the quality of your oils and doing the due diligence in that way can help you because if you're going to take the time and make the effort to try and do the right things then make sure you're using the products that, that will back that as well. Yes, exactly. Because just by reading the labels, you typically can't have any idea about how that oil has been extracted. Ideally, it's seam distilled or, you know, through other clean methods, but 
Exactly. If it's a cheap essential oil, when you consider how much product goes into creating an oil, you have to be suspicious. So if you're using them right, they last a long time. Well, you know, people think about it with food, right? People think about, oh, I want to eat organic. I got to eat organic. I want this is something, this is inter, oils interact with your body the same way as food there. It's like you said, nature's pharmacy, right? It's, it's the same thing. So for those of you who are already, that was my big thing. I, I have said I was eating healthy. I was exercising. And when I discovered essential oils, they were like my missing link. That was the part that I, ha- I hadn't been thinking about what I was putting on and in my body. So here I was doing all these good things for me. But then at the same time, I was waking up and dousing myself throughout the day with something that was counteracting what I was doing. So it's just finding either doing it on your own or working with somebody who can help you. And I always, I'm a big proponent of working with somebody because you know, let's just, the faster I can like, you know, make that curve go, that learning curve go, the better. I don't got, I don't got time to always figure things out myself. And so if somebody's done the work and they can show me the way, you know, and then also, you know, support and hold my hand as we do it because change isn't easy to make on our own. And so that's why I, I don't do a lot of one-on-one work. I do a lot of group work because I feel like there's not one person for everybody, right? And there may be something that I say, like I'll do a group program and then I'll be like, oh, but I'll have to prepared all these notes. And it's like something that somebody in the, you know, that one of the other group members said that changed their life, you know, that made every, I'm thinking, oh, I'm the expert, right? That could be ego or that could be, right? We want to, you know, learning from each other and being in that I think is just so important because and finding your group of people where you can be yourself, share and get what you want from them. Yeah, I think is important. Absolutely. I agree with you on your point of community 110% because I think that we tend to feel more isolated and then our view of how people are doing in their own lives is filtered by what they're posting on social media. We're not really getting that authentic look. So in these spaces where we can show up and be honest and drop the facade and ask for the help that we need or offer support right from our own experience and say, I know where you've been and this is how I was able to move through it. There's so much power. I really think it's exponential when you find a community that resonates. So that's what I love about your group. And I think when the communities in general, I think when, when you offer, like when somebody offers advice and somebody else says, thank you, or take, it fills you up too. Like you've now done, you feel value, right? So you're going throughout your day, maybe not feeling valued. And then all of a sudden, like you made a suggestion and someone said, oh, thank you so much. I went out and I bought it. And they're like, ooh, you know, makes you feel important. Like we all want to be recognized. We all want to be heard. We all want to, you know, feel like we're being helpful and supportive and all that. And so I think that that's what the group community for myself, if, you know, I say I gain, I gain as much from my ladies as, they, as I give for sure. So, yes, I love it. I love these opportunities. And I do want to ask too, before we run out of time, because I know a lot of people are hearing about intermittent fasting, but not really understanding what that means. Why does it work? When is it good for me? So if you could give us maybe a couple of your highlights or favorites, like that's a whole other course. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So sorry to tear the lid off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So I will just give my take on intermittent fasting. So there are lots of different types of intermittent fasting ways people do it. There's all different methods. Um, but specifically, I'll just boil it down to my husband says, it's eating and not eating. That's it. Parts of the day you eat and parts of the day you don't. He says, what the heck did you write 140 pages on? <laughs> okay. You know, there's obviously a lot more to it, but at the core, that's really what intermittent fasting is. You're fasting parts of the day, right? And parts of the day you're not. And so for myself, what that looks like is I teach what's called the 16-8 method. So typically for 16 hours, sometimes, you know, and we'll talk about that in a second, but that can look a little bit different, but typically 16 hours of the day, you're refraining from eating and eight hours of the day 
You can choose what you want, how much you want. You have the freedom to do whatever you want within that eight hours of time. And I personally subscribe to this because I feel like it's the most natural way. We talk about listening to our body, tuning in. Most of us aren't all that hungry in the morning. I know myself, I wasn't really all that hungry in the morning when I woke up, but I was taught that I had to eat something in the morning. So I taught all my clients, we had to have smoothies when we first woke up and I took my five sips of my smoothie down and most of it would sit in my car for the rest of the day. And so what I learned about intermittent fasting was, you know, what happens is with our bodies when we, this was like my aha moment, right? I've been teaching that eat six meals a day or eat little bit mitts bits all day long to keep up your metabolism. And when I, my aha moment with intermittent fasting was this. So every single time that you eat something, your blood sugar rises and the, really, and the hormone insulin is released, okay? And so the part, and that's purpose is to try to get back into the balance. So every single time you do that. Well, insulin, and I never knew this, I guess maybe I had and just glided over, I don't know. But when I really started to raise this, is a fat storing hormone. So every single time you eat, you are releasing a fat storing hormone. That's what the body, it's telling the body to do is to store the fat. And the body is smart, but the one thing it can't do is it cannot store and release fat at the same time. So if you never give your body a, the time to get into this fasted state where it's burned off all of what you've eaten, the carbs or whatever you've eaten, and right, that's when we start to feel a little bit hungry, right? That's when we open up the refrigerator and we, and we feed ourselves. But if we just gave ourselves an extra three, four hours to let our bodies do its thing and get into this mode, then a different hormone would be released called glucagon, which is a fat releasing hormone. And then the body can do what it's meant to do. And so my whole thing with intermittent fasting is just basically trying to give my body its time to do what it's meant to do. That's ultimately for me, what intermittent fasting is to give my body the 16 hours. Now, when we're talking people starting, especially women over 40, we've talked a lot about hormonal issues, things that are already going on, food, right? interferes with our body, right? And our hormones and all these things, like you keep saying, are interconnected. So if you are already having exacerbated night sweats or libido issues, you've got to kind of keep track of that and what's going on when you're putting, doing these change of your system to make sure that it's not getting worse, right? And that you're you, number one, and that it's helping, not hurting. But also, so I, I feel like women over 40 should start slower. So 16 is the goal, but starting at that 12 hour, 12 to 14 hour mark and over a period of time, a couple of weeks building up to that 16. And that way you can really monitor what's going on for your body. So that way, and then once you hit the 16, most of us, once we've been doing it for a while, end up fasting longer than that. And I want to just say that as the, on the flip side, there are lots of, I do not subscribe to this way, but there are plenty of fasting people who fast 24 hours or more. I am a big believer in doing what's like, I got to live my life. I like food. I want to live with my family. I'm not interested in fasting 24 hours, but are there days where I've gone 20, 22 and I didn't even know it because my body is just, I'm not hungry. My body is, my body is literally feeding itself. It's, it's feeding that storage fat. So you can go over the 16, but I think that people starting, especially women over 40 should start a little bit slower and build up um, and just in that way. Or if you're having any other kind of issues, like adrenal issues, thyroid issues, things like that. That's a fantastic overview in a nutshell. I know I gave you a tall request on that one. So, and I think that's really great food for thought. Like let that kind of germinate and pique your interest in. And as you mentioned, you wrote a book so people can learn a little bit more in your book and certainly um, plug into the conversation in your Facebook group to start tuning into this and paying attention. Because I love that you just 
highlight the point that if our body is always processing food because we're eating little bits throughout the day, it never has the opportunity to clear and and even detoxify the way that it needs to. You know, it's always storing and sorting. It's never really clearing. So I think that's a huge opportunity to provide. And then just as a one little like addition on top of that, when you fast, there are all these anti-aging benefits that happen. There's, I'm not going to go into all that right now. You can read about it or talk about it any further, but there are a lot of these that, that people say, well, I've now, I've been at my goal weight for almost three years. And why are you still fasting every single day, you know, or most days? And it's because of the anti-aging, but there's so many, the anti-aging, there's also the emotional benefits. There, there's been studies that show that intermittent fasting helps with anxiety and depression. I mean, so there are so many things that it does beyond just burn the fat. That to me is the bonus. It's all the other great things of why I teach it as a lifestyle and not as a diet, because this is people think that I believe that people should just be doing for the rest of their lives is eating in this 16-8, this basic 16-8 most days. Awesome. And you are making available to our audience the 25 most frequently asked questions about intermittent fasting for women over 40 in ebook that will help people get some of these initial questions answered so they can discover if they want to learn more. And I just took those books a little bit. So that in the back of my Melt the Midlife Middle book, um, how I organized my index was by the 100 most frequently asked questions. And so I just took 25 of those questions and I put that into the ebook. And they were the ones that just always come up for the very, in the beginning, you know, what can I eat? You know, all that kind of stuff. Can I, can I have my alcohol? You know, what if I take supplements? All that kind of stuff. So it definitely, I hope that you, you all take advantage and, and go ahead and download that for sure. Thank you for letting me share that. Absolutely. A terrific tool. I'm, I'm going to have to take a look at that myself because I know my husband asks me questions and I say, I don't know, but it seems to be helpful. <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners or viewers before we go today? You know, I just want to say that midlife, you know, really, these are the years that should be full of adventure, full of passion, full of rediscovering who we are and what we want to be. And so I think it's so important just for everybody to take the time, like we've been saying over and over again, to get your body in shape, your mind in shape so that you can go out there. We have such amazing gifts, such wisdom, such experiences to share. Do you just want to show up the, in the world looking and feeling your best and, you know, and finding your midlife mojo? And I just wish that for everybody, that, that you can just go out there and just live your best life. Absolutely. I think coming back to it, we all get to give ourselves permission to pursue what brings us joy and start spending less of our energy and attention on the things that are holding us back. So. I love the community that you're building and the conversation that you're bringing to this. Thanks for the work that you do. So I'm so glad that we're connected. Absolutely. Yes. And that's my midlife. I don't think I mentioned that, but it is my midlife mojo Facebook community for any of you who do want to join. So yes, absolutely. So thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.